Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of Stage Studio. I'm Tiffany Webster, and today I am joined with two of our art teachers from Sage Oak. So welcome, Liliana and Tracy, to the podcast. Hi. Hi, Tiffany. So great to have you here today. So Liliana, tell us a little bit about um, what you do here at Sage Oak and the level of students that you work with. Yes, uh, my name is Liliana Mai, and I've been a teacher for over uh, 13 years. And uh, I teach art grade uh, TK through eighth grade through Oak School. And this is actually my first year here at Sage Oak. I am so excited to hear about some of the things that you are bringing to our program this year in the form of art for our TK through eight students. So tell me a little bit um, about some of the virtual art classes that you're teaching this year. Yeah, we have over 34, actually 34 art classes that's being offered through Oak School. And that's with me and another art teacher named Miss June McDonald. And we meet once a week and each class ranges from like 10 students to 28 students. And again, it opens up to TK through eighth grade for VLA and PLA students as well. That is so great. I love that our VLA students get a chance to participate in this Oak School offering as well. So walk us through a little bit about what does art instruction look like in a virtual setting? How does that work? Well, we are actually teaching so many uh, different mediums. So we start off with uh, an introduction and then we get into different projects. Some days we have a big project where it ranges from two weeks to complete or uh, just a one day activity too. So the students get to experiment with so many different mediums. Uh, we do yarn art, we do sculpting, we do watercolor, color pencils, and film photography. So just so many things that kids can be exposed to. Just the beginning journey of what art is supposed to be for them. You mentioned some things that were kind of surprising to me, like iPhones and yarn. How are students creating art with those types of things that you wouldn't normally think of when you're thinking of an art project? We're trying to expose students to like a wide range of art. So it could be using things that are from your home that you don't typically see at a museum. So even with yarn art, we're kind of helping even the TK students, we're helping them with their gross motor skills and their hand-eye coordination on how to move the yarn in a certain way. Or we can create like using hammer and nails and we're creating that three-dimensional art there. And with iPhone photography, with the limited things that we have at home, we have phones that's super accessible for us to use too. And how neat is it to have your kid to take nice pictures of the parents, right? <laughs> totally. That is so handy. Yeah, it's really nice when you can have that. So I love that idea. I hear that in addition to the virtual offering that um, students also have a chance to meet in person as well. So tell us about that. Yes, so the uh, new in-person offering, it's actually a, a bonus on top of the Oak School. It's, it's a no additional cost for families to join. And we want a community there for TKs up to high school students who just kind of come together and express themselves through different art projects that we do. It's such great variety and just opportunities to connect in yet another way. So the virtual classes happening once a week and then these bonuses 
of the in-person meetings happening once a month, but at different regions throughout Southern California. So good to know. Tracy, now tell us a little bit about what's happening in the world of high school, because I know that we've really been working on expanding our offerings to our high school students. So tell me a little bit about what you have going on. Hi, my name is Tracy Fearing, and I teach visual art, intermediate, and advanced drawing and painting. I teach all of high school, 9 through 12. For our high school programs, like I said, I teach the visual art, and then I teach intermediate, advanced drawing and painting, which is what people think of as like traditional fine art classes. So like I like to say, they're the classes where your hands are getting dirty. But in addition to that, the high school also offers a lot of the computer graphics. We have animation, we have character design, we have storyboarding, there's the arts, media, and entertainment. And those courses are taught by two other art teachers. We have Jessica Perry and we have Tara Edwards. So there's so many great pathways for art for our high school students, which is what I really love. But I want to help kind of break it down a little bit for our listeners. So in the high school department, students can take art classes that are part of a CTE program, or they can take classes that are more of like an a la carte elective that count towards the general amount of electives that students need to graduate. So let's first talk about, give us a quick refresher on what is the CTE program and how is that different than just taking a class a la carte? So the CT program is awesome. It's um, career and technical education. So what it is, it's introducing high school students um, into real life. So um, people tend to think of the arts as something fluffy and extra, mm -hmm. when actually there's a lot of creative um, careers, wonderful careers. Um, and that's that's kind of gearing them up and getting them ready if they're interested in going into that pathway. If you're taking one of the art classes, it goes into your CTE if that's something you're interested in. Or it counts for your A through G if you want to go to one of the UC schools. There's really no reason not to take one of the classes, no matter what you are doing in high school. For sure. So it's like a student that is a bit curious can start with one class. And then if they decide, hey, you know what, I really would like to continue this, they can decide do they want to continue taking these courses for more credit in that certain strand or even go further, more classes to complete the entire program. So such a great option for our high school students. When we are talking about these different art classes, it sounds like there's a little bit of crossover between what the two of you are doing, which is great because our younger students are getting some exposure with some of these mediums and some of these artists at the younger age through your programs, Liliana. And then that is transferring over into the high school department where they're, you know, they're coming in and they're getting a chance to do some work at maybe a higher level with some of those same strategies. So talk to me a little bit, Liliana, about some of the projects that you are working on. Give us an example of some of the things that a student might be doing in the in-person sessions. We already talked about some of the ones that they can do at home. What would be an example of a project they would be doing in an in-person art session? So the in-person, the grade level and the age level is really range from TK through high school. And we want to touch all different levels as well and abilities. So our projects are made to cater towards all of these kids. So this weekend, I'll be in Redlands and we are doing coaster paintings. And we'll learn a little bit about Van Gogh, who he is and his style of painting 
And then we'll create little coasters that uh, the kids can uh, come up with different ideas and paint in his style and actually take it home. So all of our in-person projects, uh, the students get to leave the park with a project in the hand that they can go have it at home, frame it up, put it in their room. It could be it could be a decoration, it could be anything. And I, I, I love that because, you know, what great way to kind of walk away from an art activity and have it in your hand when you go, come home. I agree. I agree. That make and take kind of aspect when you are just getting into art and just kind of trying things for the first time um, is a really motivating factor. I think you get a chance to kind of have that small size canvas so that you complete something quickly and then you can take it home that day and enjoy it. So I love that aspect. Now, Tracy, in high school, are students working on several short projects or do they work on semester long projects or does it really vary by class? So what I do is about every every learning period, every 20 days, we have like one main project that we're all working on. But we always start with the element of art. Uh, we learn all of them and their projects always incorporate a famous artist. So they get a little art history in there. That's what inspires our projects. And then... I introduce the project, I demo for them, they can come up with their own way to create this. So there's always like more than one way to solve the problem, I like to say. And I think that's also one of the wonderful things about art class. It's so great too, and it ties so well to our Sage Oak core values and that whole personalization aspect and allowing students to be innovative and creative and maybe put a new spin on things or see it through a new lens or a new perspective. So it's great to see that there is room for that. And they're not just, you know, following everything step by step and, and reproducing all of the same pieces of art, but they really are getting a chance to internalize that instruction and then kind of make it their own once they have those tools and those skills. So really great to see. How do you talk to students who maybe feel like they're not great at art and how can you kind of help them overcome that and just try the class? The thing about uh, teaching elementary level is that not all kids are exposed to art just yet. And and knowing that like they can't draw a straight line or a stick figure or anything. And that's why we're able to expose them to all of these different materials and different projects and different artists. And then they're like, oh, I don't have to be, be very good at drawing flowers or it has to be perfect. It just... There's so many artists out there who are trying different things and we want to encourage that too. And art is kind of like running a marathon. You know, you don't start running a marathon right away and hope to finish it in an hour. We start off with taking walks and then we do a little jogging and then we start running and then sprinting and then we can go to a half marathon and then a full marathon. It's practice. And, and I tell my students, I've been doing art for over 20 years and I'm still not good at it. So it's, it's always a journey. I love that. And again, another alignment with our Sage core values of that growth mindset and, you know, being there for the journey of it and not expecting that it's just going to instantly happen. Like you were saying, you've been doing it for a while and you're even an art educator and you still feel like you have some practice to do and some growth within your craft. So I think that's a great example. With all these classes being offered, a lot of students are being exposed to different types of art. The ones who really know what they want to do, they actually can select a certain class to be in, like a colored pencil technique, a painting, hmm. a watercolor. So they're so focused in that medium that they can be really good 
And then when they get to high school, they're like, I want to do that. That's a great transition, Tracy. I was going to ask you, do you see benefits to students taking these classes early? Like, can you tell a difference if they've had a little bit of art exposure by the time they get to your classes in high school? Absolutely. They're just more confident with the materials, you know, and they're not as intimidated. And then also letting them have a love of art coming in within that open mind that I, I do love art. I do love doing this. And I'm willing to put in the work and the struggle to get better. With high schoolers, I let them grade themselves. So we have Ooh. a rubric that we follow. So they know what they have to do. And, and as long as they hit those points on that rubric, that's what their grade is based on, not the final project. So that just lends itself to like free exploration, right? Yeah. Making those mistakes and then struggling through, making more mistakes, and then fighting that feeling when it doesn't look good. And then hopefully coming out with something that you're proud of, maybe, maybe not, but also not having the stress of that grading either. What about for students who feel like they don't want to have a career in art? Would you still suggest that they give an art class a try? Absolutely. I want them. I want them in my class. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's just a really great, healthy time to to, to get your hands dirty when you're doing your for my class, like that's your time that you're not looking at a screen. And I think we can all agree that that would be great for everybody right now. You know, something that you both have really touched on, which I think is great, is that you want art to be accessible. You want it to be approachable. You don't want it to be this like really conforming thing for our students. You both said that. And I think it makes it so much more fun for students when they feel like they have that room to experiment. They have that room to create. They have the room to get their hands dirty because I think they enjoy that process. Liliani, tell us a little bit about how you've seen that social connection between your students play out either virtually or in person. What do you notice? I do notice that the, the younger students love sharing their work. They love talking about their day. They love just techniques that they use. So for example, I had a student like, well, I just made this not using a paintbrush, but I used a popsicle stick and I mixed my colors instead. So it's just like finding certain things that are not so conventional mm. and make it make it a work of art, you know, like I'll go back to Vincent Van Gogh. He didn't paint with a brush all the time. He used his fingers. And I love what the students discover on their own, too, and seeing their reaction on camera. Tracy, do you also see that kids are connecting through art as well in your classes? Oh, yeah. They are so wonderful to each other online and encouraging and kind. And I think just like once you get over that initial feeling of sharing and and then when you hear your peers, you know, commenting like, wow, that's so great. I can't believe you did that. They definitely feel more confident and there's definitely a bond. I'm glad to see that's um, something that's happening both for our high school students and then also for our younger students when when they're getting together. So that's so good. Yana, tell me about where our parents can find out more information about the art classes that are being offered for Oak School. Where should they go? Yeah, so right now we're in quarter one. Quarter two should be rolling out at the end of next month and Art in the Park as well. 
So there'll be more classes being offered. And if your students are, or if your kids are in the program right now, and if they like a certain class, I'm like, yes, we got to get in because there's always a wait list. <laughs> okay. So on our Say Joke website, they can go to Oak School. They can see the offerings that are there and changing every quarter. So if they didn't get a chance to get into a class this quarter, then they can go ahead and start looking ahead for what is coming up in quarter two. So yeah. good. And then Tracy, where can students find out more information about the high school art classes? So they should reach out to their, their EAs. And then also all the classes are listed in the high school catalog. So you can read the description. Or I would love if you wanted to shoot me an email, join my office hours. I would love to talk to anyone that's interested. I know that... It, that our families really appreciate that. They really love being able to ask their questions and contact you. And uh, I appreciate you being so generous and giving uh, both of you with your with your time and also to just your excitement about these programs and wanting to get more students. Thank you both so much for being on the program today. Thank you for the work that you're doing here at Sage Oak. I love to hear about how these programs are continuing to evolve and, again, just provide more and more opportunities for our families. Let us know what else is going on as the year develops. We'll have you back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Sounds good.